Keyshawn kicks it out to Lipsy. Three ball. Good. Damon Lipsy. Got it to Momchilovich. Right corner three. Yes. A catch and shoot three for Momchilovich. Here's Birdie. Looking. Firing in. Caught. Ayuk. Touchdown. Up. Here's Gilbert's going to have to launch a three. It's on the way. And it's good. Keyshawn Gilbert. 77-72, Iowa State. Gilbert fires. Welcome back to another edition of Silent Sirens. I'm your host, Thomas Orris, and today I'm joined with my dad, as always. We got a bunch to talk about today. Yeah, we, we got, got nothing to talk about today. It's been probably, a really slow weekend. Probably the greatest <laughs> cyclone weekend of all time. Might I'm be. granting it. Um, just from... Like image per imagery of uh, Purdy going to the Super Bowl, CBS having national TV, and it's first time back since Tinsley era in 2001, which is crazy to think about. I can't believe that. Yeah, Fred Hoiberg era didn't get one of those games, but man, it was just re- very refreshing to go to the game, experience all that, and then knowing on the drive back that you're going to have Bill Raftery and all those great. Jay Wright was freaking awesome. Yeah, he is really good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we played fantastic. And both the games, uh, but Purdy obviously had a struggle league first half. But I think the whole t- you can't just blame on Purdy. Obviously, the defense let Lions just run like right. David, uh, which is honestly was just very kind of weird emotionally because like David was like, "Oh crap!" But I was like cheering like for some reason I just want Purdy in the Super Bowl just because he's a quarterback and gets more of a glamour. But seeing David just go out there and play is freaking awesome. The yeah. championship game is just he. It wasn't his reasons why they lost, uh, but man. Yeah, David, I mean, I don't think David has, has gotten near enough love from Iowa State fans in this little run that the Lions have been on either. I mean, because they, with Gibbs, you know, they split carries with him after after David got back from his injury. Gibbs is fast. Oh, maybe. Holy crap, fast. Yeah, I mean, but David is David, didn't fumble, you know, and doesn't fumble still, and is just a bowling ball when he comes through the line, and he's just a great dude. I mean, so... I was I was like you. I mean, you know, I I was watching the game. Said, you know, I really could be good with either one of these teams winning. I mean, I I just was kind of like you know the father in me was saying I wanted Brock to have a good day and not give the haters like Bayless and all those guys a reason to hate on him anymore. Because um, even if David had an average game, nobody's gonna blame the loss on him. I mean, yeah, so. Which- it's just weird seeing him have huge holes to drive oh through. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. And yeah. Like, and contact through. Like, he just go, absorbs contact. And seeing uh, Purdy and him embrace after the game, it's just like, man. It's yeah. like, those guys, those two had a lot of battles together. And yeah. They're, the Drake game. Yeah. Remember I mean, the Drake yeah, game? Crazy. Oh, my God. So, he's playing for a Super Bowl, and not that long ago, he was skating around Jack Trice and then was that in November or December? December, yeah. It was, it was a December a, it was game. December, yeah. yeah. But that was brutal. Yeah, it was a fun day. I mean, and everybody's you know, everybody on the 49ers is defending Brock every time they get in front of a microphone. Every, Bosa, every, all those guys. The whole I mean, entire year. It was like how long until he had they stop having to do that. And it's yeah. just the media just loves to push a divide. Even though Purdy had a great year, like man, there's really nothing that negative to say about him. He, obviously yeah. he is he just like sometimes his bad plays just look bad because he's like scrambling around and um, that one he threw back across the middle. Yeah, I was like, oh, crap. I really think he was throwing it to Ayuk. Really? Because Ayuk was right behind Jennings, but Jennings made it. just jumped up and you know Odell that just grabbed it with one hand and pulled it out of the air. But if you look, watch the replay, 
Ayuk is coming back to the ball on the other side. So I I honestly think he was throwing it up for Ayuk, but you know it is what it is. He, and it was great for, play. But how, the amount of times where Purdy has some bad, like bonehead plays where it just ha- happens to every quarterback, but um, but they just don't really highlight the one where he like broke out of the scramble and like threw it to the fullback. But man, that was like one of the most, great catch, great like, getting his feet in one, bounds. One of the most impressive plays to man swing the momentum so many ways that Purdy did, and uh, yeah, it's just and it's exciting to see Debo played and he didn't get hurt and dinged up and at all. But man, it's and just, he, you know, the of course there was a hater on social media today that broke out the. Remember the play against. Uh, Clemson, where he the yeah. ball got bad and he tried to spike it down and they turns yeah. into an interception. Somebody posted that today too. I mean, why today? I mean, I mean yeah. it was just silly, but, who, but that's just the way social media is. Just the way it is. And uh, yeah, it's just <clears throat> having an Iowa State quarterback in the Super Bowl is just going to be like the media coverage in the next couple, week and a half or whatever it is, and it's just going to be so awesome. And yeah, that best was best awesome part game. of that, best part about that game is we didn't have to see Taylor Swift one single time. Yeah, and we'll see her a lot in the <laughs> Super Bowl and coming coming week. But but supposedly she's got a concert in Japan. Oh, I really? think that weekend. I yeah, I doubt she. I probably cancel that and go to the Super yeah, Bowl. I don't know. I don't probably hundred percent. But I don't know. Anyways, I'm sure people fifty fifty on that. People either <laughs> love her or don't. Like, yeah, right. With, with anyone else in anyone in the world, like Purdy, like half the people. I, feel, I don't know, like. The, I feel like media, the so Twitter makes it feel like the loud people that are against them just way more because like people just love to divide and make videos on. That's the whole point it's, of yeah. all the social media. Is, I mean, I've had this discussion with a million people. So it doesn't bring us closer together. No, I mean, it, it can just go back in history. I mean, look at before social media and now. I mean, jeez. And like to go back to social media, just like the narrative around the whole Spygate, like uh, with the K- game, Kansas State. My thing? God, like even like even if like w- let's just go down the crazy town. Like we're, they have zero <laughs> evidence, so let's just say let's just say they do that. There's hold this whole, like holding, uh, like they're not gonna show it for some reason. But um, yeah, it's just like if it's not true, and like they can just run with anything. Yeah. On, so let's on, let's back online. up a step. So you and I have been around. This nobody should be shocked. The fact that our favorite sport to talk about is basketball. Yeah, um, you were a really good three point shooter in, in high school. Um, you know, had two games where you made eight threes, and you know, had set records at our local high school. And I was a high, I coached you know at some some level for probably twenty some years. I've run a lot of huddles. You've been in a lot of huddles from the time you were in the third grade. And everybody that has coached basketball before knows how crazy a huddle is. In high school, you get one minute to talk to your players. In the in the uh, NCAA, you get maybe two minutes, unless it's the tournament. And I've seen the statistics on how many things you can say to a team during a timeout and expect them to remember it. You can't say too much. So to think that during that two minutes – one of our sophomores and college managers can pick up something from a huddle without hearing what they're saying. Even if you're looking at the diagram of a play, you can't figure out what they're, what they're actually saying. The only thing advantage you could ever gain is trying to figure out who's going to get the shot. Or and there's maybe, absolutely no way you're going to maybe an out of bounds play, but that is just maybe, like, but like the, to, to decode that in time, that would take so like you, it would take so much time. And like, why would anyone do that? And but in two minutes, you have to decode it, like you said. 
get the message in your phone, which they, which I guess managers can't even have their phones during the game anyway. Get the get the message to the other huddle. They have to decode what you said, and then explain it to the players all in two minutes. It's not happening. No, getting in a kid, getting a kid to understand a play during a timeout, getting a kid to really deeply understand a play that you've practiced on a diagram is very difficult. I mean, I don't know how many times I've diagrammed a play for our kids when I was coaching, and they went out and somebody made a mistake. Somebody, some one of the five guys did something that it was not something we talked about. So it was just absolutely ludicrous that they that even that brought that up. One of their coaches was obviously, you know, calling a, one of our managers an MFer during it, a cheating MFer. And it just solely got so got out of control. So Sports Illustrated was ta- calling it the next cheating gate. Like after the whole Michigan thing, one guy posted that. I mean, yeah, it was insane. And then KSU is going to, you know, it's they lost it, by thirty the next game. And then they're hilarious. still complaining about the ref re- officiating in that game too. So, yeah, it's 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 too bad. I mean, I've got a lot of Kansas State friends that you know I'm obviously not going to hold it against them, but it really it really is going to take a while for Jerome, Jerome Tang to get out, get out of this one. I think. I don't know. It's just I feel like there's so many things. Just like sweep it on the rug and just keep moving move forward. Obviously, he for ad- us. addressed it today that there's no comment and said that him and teacher are fine. And he had conversations with him. He said I like the conversations we had and just move on. Just like, but like at the very least, can we just agree that this is a rivalry now? Yeah. Like the with the Jamie statement out. Like, can we just like okay, we're now we're declaring Farmageddon. I was sitting Kansas State or a rivalry. And TJ TJ's opening statement at the press conference. If you don't, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and watch it. It is flipping fantastic. Yeah, and it's just a shame that he has to even address that right after a freaking awesome win. And CBS is in town, and we had fourteen threes. And yeah, it's just going back to the game. It's just Trey King. I I won the game thinking if Trey King has a big game today, that, that we're gonna win. And yep. he came out and hit four threes and a step like fadeaway jumper in Dickerson's face. And he just could play it absolutely fantastic. He wasn't in foul trouble, which he's been about foul trouble the last four, three or four games. And that, which has been huge just for like as a like confidence for the team, just because as a post player, we don't have like endless post players on the bench that can come in and play like play as good as Trey King that has been in our system so long. And uh, he played fantastic. And it's just awesome to see. Players like we know that Trey King could play like that, show up in the big games and do it. And he, it's just like the last time we played, played Kansas at Hilton, and he freaking showed out. And man, it was just rewatching the game. I've like watched it like three times. So it's I, like, yeah, it's just like so, so fun. That's to watch. so much it's, fun. Yeah, it was like the broadcast and like the music. It's just like and man, CBS it's just so awesome. Oh man, such they're a, so good. It's such an upgrade. Just like man, we are on ESPN Plus compared to this. It's like night and day. It feels like it felt like an NCAA tournament game just because of the music and you had a Bill Raftery and Ian whatever his name is that was you know, the play by play guy. I mean, and like, do you see Bill Raftery like t- talking to TJ? But like, oh, you guys think you guys are going to win the conference? I don't, you don't have to answer that. And it's just like made him comfortable and he's smiling. It's just like man, yeah. it's like an eight year old because like you see TJ like. He's probably just thinking, I'm being interviewed by Bill Rafter. Right. Not thinking. And, like, I think every time TJ has a huge win at Hilton, he just, like, soaks it in because just, like, he just wanted this job so badly. Right. And now he's just doing exactly what he wanted to do. And, man, is, it's, is, it working, is it working for us? And it's just exciting. And, man, I just hope the rest of the year, it's, like, obviously the weather is turned around and hopefully we're going to have sellout Hilton's and just defend Hilton and have an undefeated year in Hilton, which we haven't had in a long time. And uh, I think that's TJ's 
huge one of the biggest goals of his the year is just defend Hilton and man we'll just see what happens on the road because the Big 12 is just a gauntlet and I just think we have the guard play and the post play just to keep winning hard tough games because not mm-hmm. everyone has the experience and strength that we do and man when Gilbert and Curtis Jones play like that it doesn't really matter like Lipsy just could play his average game like we're gonna win like because Curtis Jones, when he was cooking like that in the second half, I was like, man, like the step back threes. And yeah. then Milan hit a three, and we hit, what, seven straight threes in the, to start the second half. And we're not going to lose many games in Hilton when that happens. Well, so. Curtis, I think, you know, everybody thought he was on fire. He was, I think he ended up three for eight for the game. I mean, so. Yeah, but. I mean, so, but he ones. had some big ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So here's some, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, TJ's living his dream, which everybody can aspire to do someday. Um, but. You know, Trey King, you know, obviously if you watch Bill Self in the post-game press conference, they played the they played the stats. I mean, Trey was shooting 17% from three heading into the heading into the game. He'd only taken three attempts. But, you know, as of today, um, Trey's shooting 30% from three. So he went from 17% to 30%, and his percentage from, from the three-point line is better than Keyshawn's. Which is... By five points. But every time... By five percentage Like, points. Keyshawn's is... Uh... His percentage doesn't like his clutch percentage though. It's oh, gotta be so high. Like, under five minutes, he's money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like uh, when he just like obviously and during the broadcast, like wait, watch for Chris or uh, Gilbert to turn on here because he has been he's been quiet and man, did they they were like Jay Wright like nailed many plays. Like he was kind of me like Tony Romo where he was predicting. Yeah. Obviously, obviously they went to practice. So they probably like sure they did. And, yeah. But man, every time there's like yeah, Milan's gonna set a screen and get open here, and then man nailed it in the first half, and then. The second half, they did the same play, but uh, Gilbert just kept it and just launched a three. And man, I, I gotta be completely honest, I was no, not confident that going in. But man, when he splashed him, it's like, oh gosh, I'm not gonna doubt him ever again. Yeah. Every time, every clutch shot he does, he nails it. And it honestly kind of reminds me of Kauster last year, where just big shots that, that's where like the biggest hole in the year from last year is like clutch shot play. And mm-hmm. We have that with Curtis Jones or Curtis Jones and Gilbert and. Uh, Man, it's just fun to see. And like Ward, Ward's block was absolutely massive. He cocked back on that thing and that swatted so it. Yeah, it was fun. And just his footwork and length to be able to guard guards and just, man, just to be out there. And and just we have so many, like TJ rotates so many, uh, so, so frequently all the time. And like as a fan, I'm kind of like, man, can we just like let a lineup marinate? But man, it keeps working. And, the only really thing that I kind of like wish that uh, Robert Jones maybe wouldn't play as much on crunch time, but every time I see that, I'm like, if I was Kansas, I would just foul him every time because like the free throws, but no, they didn't do it. And, um, but man, when he's out there and he's a veteran and he just does what he does, and uh, we just got to take his the miss free throws and we'll just take that because I feel like next year we're going to miss like that. Oh, experience. we're going to miss both of them. The, yeah. The experience in the system, and that's like you can't even put a price tag on that because, and you can in the NIL world now. Yeah, you can, but <laughs> well, I mean, percentage wise, I mean, Hassan and Robert are about shooting the same from the three point from the free throw line. So, I mean, you have either one of them in, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, it's a gamble of who's going to make free throws. But you know, that was the thing that I was getting most frustrated with during the game is we were missing. You know, we missed the front end of one on one, and we missed. You know, we went two for four on the on the technical thing. But and these are from good free throw shooters. I mean, you know, Milan is eighty five percent. Trey is eighty percent. Curtis Jones is seventy six percent. 
and you know, Taman is 67%. And, you know, it was just one of those days where the threes were going, but the free throws weren't at the beginning of the game. Which, that's Which, very then, rare it happens. Right. I mean, we were, we were at one point where they were four for 11 for the free throw line. But, like, if we just could figure out the free throw situation, yeah. that would just cover up so much. It would, it would just give up our, our margins way wider because. Well, I mean, but what I'm saying is we're not. You know, it doesn't like we have a bunch of 50% free throw shooters. I mean, Bob and Hassan are both just a hair above 50, but everybody else is around 70. But no one looks comf- no one looks comfortable in the free no, throw right now. No, they don't. And I'm you know, there's probably people out there that are listening and think I'm crazy. But when we do a whiteout game, it should not be when we're wearing white uniforms. Because when you when you're in the heat of battle and you've got all of this white as a background and your teammate is in white as well, I've we've watched games. If you watch games close, there will be teams that if our our warm ups or our somebody on the bench has a similar color jersey, the peripheral vision they'll throw they'll turn it over because they see somebody that's in that color. Yeah, and I don't like. I mean, I maybe I'm overthinking it, but having a white white out on the day we wear white uniforms to me is something that we should change. I mean, do I the mean, golds, do the, if we do a whiteout, do the golds. If we do a whiteout, do the blacks. Um, if we do a cardinal, you know, do the whites or whatever. But um, if you look at it, if you if standing on the floor and looking in the crowd with all of this white and then our, your teammates are in white too, in the heat of battle, it's pretty easy to make a mistake. Yeah. Which, That's just my opinion. And I don't know about that. I, I guess the whiteout situation. It like really looked rules, cool, though. But yeah, the Texas game last year, like it's like I feel like white t-shirts are the only thing where we actually nail. Like we, there's not a lot of people. There's a lot of gold t-shirts, but there's not very many. Like if you look someone's closet, they're gonna have way more white t-shirts. Sure, than gold yeah. t-shirts. So, and like we're the, not real good at the stripe. And thing. the stripe thing, yeah, <laughs> we we try to do like what Car uh, Kinnick does in Iowa, and it just doesn't really work. But. God bless the marketing team. They got to do something to get these games going. Sure. But like, but now it's just like I, I, we we sell Hilton. Just come to Hilton and sell it out, and it's gonna be a good time. So yeah, and it was, I mean, there were still tickets available. I mean, I mean, if it, it was sold out technically, I think, but in the upper corner on the behind our bench, there was probably two rows that were there was nobody sitting in it. Yeah, I just it, obviously you can't control when people don't come and don't, but right, it's just. What it is, we're not like many times in my life. I'm just like, there's been like Hilton games where they're sold out, but there's like when you say like that, there's two rows like blank. But man, you got to can't nitpick there because no, I'm not. I mean, I'm just saying that if you really wanted to come to the game, you could have bought a face value ticket. Yeah, which probably. I mean, it I, just kind of sucks. When we don't know if we're gonna play Kansas next year at home or not. Right, which is kind of disappointing. But maybe look and change something with that. Just put the big eight, like have the big eight. Yeah, it would be just, fun. Lock that in every year, just like home and home. Somehow, I'm not sure the scheduling thing. I'm sure it's way more complicated than it. Uh, obviously, just from outsiders, like, but figure it out. Just yeah. like make sure every every year, there's no. We should not be playing like at UC, like UCF, not at Kansas. That I agree. Not, that should yeah. not happen. No, we should be. I mean, the, the, with the history of Kansas and Iowa State, there is no reason we're not playing every year. It's a good. I mean, it's a good game, no matter what. Even when we're bad, it's usually a close game. Like right. going back from like the Jake Sullivan years, where uh, um, it was in between the Larry and uh, Wayne Morgan years, we were still in it like every time. And like the Craig Brackens year, it's just it's still an entertaining game. Like even as a Kansas fan, like you probably circle that Iowa State game when they come to town. Like they're be really good basketball players. Obviously, the refs and the Kansas is freaking the fog. Allen usually pushes them to win more times than not, but. No, there's no been more competitive team in the last like 30 or 40 years in 
like Allen Fieldhouse and Iowa State. Well, did you, I mean, if you if you listen to Bill Self, which I love Bill Self, I mean, I've been a fan of his since I have a video cassette of him when he was an assistant for Eddie Sutton at Oklahoma State that is a coaching video that I used to watch that had out-of-bounds plays and stuff, and he had these big pop bottle glasses on and was with a regular overhead. It's that old. Um, but so I'm a huge fan of him, and I watched his press conference twice, and he said, you know, people are talking about, um, that their building always gets all the credit for the wins. He goes, well, this place is pretty good too. He goes, and so he was talking about, we well, had a team that's that locked in. We're talking about Iowa State now, locked in, playing for each other, plays that hard. It takes a special effort to win it. And he said, 74 points in this building ought to be enough to win. He goes, we just weren't very, we just weren't good on defense, which I think that's a pretty fair statement. I mean, they gave up 78 points. And- yeah, Milan got open. Like multiple times, and the uh, Milan was that Milan was open on the Keyshawn shot too. I mean, and and uh, I think there Keyshawn said in the press conference they ran the same play, but he didn't think he could get it to him. So, you know, they, you know, we've made a big deal about you know making fourteen threes. Well, I th- honestly think that was a strategic thing from TJ. I mean, I think he purposely told us to shoot more threes because we shot twenty one threes against TCU, we shot thirty against Kansas. And so they, you know, T, uh, Trey being four for seven, you know, kind of came out of the blue. But Milan three for five, you know, it's a good day. Um, Taman's two for two for five. Keyshawn was two for five, um, and Curtis was three for eight. So you know, you take out Trey out of that, you know, it's a pretty average day. It was above average because Trey was on fire. So that also changes the way teams are going to scout us too. I mean, they can't put a you know, I've heard people talk about how good Hunter Dickerson is. I am on the other side of the fence. I don't think he's that good. He's slow. Most of the points that he got were facing the basket. He wasn't making post moves. He's seven foot whatever, and so he got a he got a dunk and you know did catch a couple of shots inside. But it wasn't like he was you know pick your you know, Hakeem Olajuwon or Shaq or somebody the and there's or the... yeah down or uh, Joel Embiid. I mean, he wasn't dominating the paint. And you know, it takes him forever to get up and down the floor. So um, he scores twenty points because he's seven one. If he's six eight, he doesn't even get in double digits. And most of the shots he had, where no one was on him, no one was right. close to him. And at the free throw line, he had several shots that he made yeah. from the free throw line. There's nobody guarding him. Yeah, he was playing horse. It's just like weird to play Kansas, and we're not even remotely scared of him. No, which we haven't been like that in a while. Obviously, they've won national championships and stuff, but right. It's just nice that, like, when I was a kid, like, when Kansas came to town, it was you, like, the Morris Twins, like, <laughs> yeah. Tron Collins, like, Tayshawn Taylor, like, players that have been there for a long time. Obviously, they had that point guard who won, wasn't around the Nash Championship, but he really didn't shoot the ball at all, and he's very kind of lackadaisical, and he obviously is trying to pick his spots. But, man, like, that number 10 kid for Kansas, he can shoot the living crap of the ball, and he's going to be freaking good. Yeah, the uh- – Burphy? Is that his name? Furphy. Furphy, yeah. yeah he was three for five from three. Yeah, he's good. And he's they, six he's same height as he's the same height as uh as Milan, I believe. Like we had a great momentum, like we were gonna shut the door on him and then they came back at two threes back to back and man, just like man, it's just like when, when that happens and like we like are kind of lack lackadaisical with the ball and we turn the ball over and it's just kinda like gosh. But man, that Gilbert three kind of just washed all that like well, right away. The other thing too that I noticed being at the game live is that, you know, with Milan being as big as he is, you know, we have more length, obviously, than we've had, we had last year. And there's a couple of times when Kansas was trying to run an out of bounds play and we had Milan on the ball and they had a hard time getting the ball in bounds just because he's so long. Then you put Hassan on the ball, you know, he's super long. He might be the best I've ever seen at Iowa right. State. 
Like, yeah, holy crap. He like, gets his hands on a lot of out-of-bounds plays. He's so fast at it, too. Yeah. He's really good at anticipating where they're going to go and deflecting the ball, or he almost got one. Because there's one where he t- tipped it out, and then they switched the out-of-bounds play, so the Ward wouldn't be the person right. guard- guarding him just through that in that corner. But I thought we should just keep sound over that corner and keep, keep it going. But obviously, I don't know what that was. Yeah, like. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I think we probably could have done that too. But that's another one of those things that you're – you're making decisions on the fly, and TJ's on the opposite of the floor, and he's got to try to communicate that in a heartbeat to those guys, even if he wanted him on the. Yeah, but just like having TJ and then the AJ Green, the Green uh, AJ Green's dad as a coach, I think he, him as the assistant has just been absolutely oh, crazy yeah. good on yeah. defense. It's yeah. just been night and day, absolute night and day. Like we're used to good defenses on Iowa State. Like most of my life, we're like we just like just got to outscore them. Who cares about the defense? But now it's just like. Defense creates offense, and man, Gilbert and Curse Jones when Lipsy on the court together, and they start picking and getting turnovers. It's hard for teams to like. I bet it has to be very deflating, just like especially. It's about how many times where they just throw us the ball. Right. Yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, we're in, we're in two pass away defense, and we're they just. I mean, we don't even have to tip it. We just intercept it yeah, like they, a like a D back. They just try teleporting passes, and then just boom. Yeah, Chris Jones gets it, and then. And then the other new thing that we're doing this year too is how many times have we denied the wing, and deflected it to ourselves? Taman did that yeah. on that one play. We've done that a lot this year, where we're denying the wing so hard that we're baiting them into trying to throw it to the wing, and we knock it down with our offhand, and then go get it and take off on a fast break. I mean. Yeah, this it just shows you how much we drill the basics of defense, and with every kid's bought in, and we're all playing super hard because you to to play that kind of defense. If you don't play hard when you're denying the wing that hard, and we saw it happen a couple times to us, they self was trying to take advantage of that, and he got a couple layups out of it. Um, if you don't play your butt off doing that, you know you're going to get torched. And then even even self said, you know he know, he realizes he's got a problem, and his bench is not very good. Some of those guys he was dragging out there at, ha- at the first half, you know, this it's a couple, I'm not going to pick on him, I guess, but a couple of those guys I don't think played in the second half. They just aren't very good. I mean, he got seven minutes out of Timberlake, four minutes out of McDowell, whoever that is, and um, five minutes out of uh, must be that Braun kid's brother. Um, and all the other starters were, you know, 27, 38, 35 minutes. And he said, you know, at the end of the game, I have to have the starters in. So he got two points out of his bench. That's a problem. If you're in the if you're in the Big Twelve and this grind and when you get to the NCAA tournament, it's hard not to have somebody on the bench you can bring in. And I listened to some Kansas guys talk. Um, they were talking that uh, they thought they found somebody from the bench. I can't remember who it was that they think is going to be the the person that's going to solve it. And I don't even remember who it was because there was nobody on their bench that really stood out to me. Yeah, it was kind of like the very like other than if you take Dickerson off the team, like they're not they're even pretty rem- average remotely like scary at all. Like w- watching them warm up or like it's usually like oh Andrew Wiggins is out there, Ben like Ben Mclemore or like you know yeah like, you can go down this list a long time. Yeah. Paul Pierce, yeah Paul I Pierce mean, and like Nick Collison and like Kirk, Kirk Heinrich. Heinrich. The man he's gonna yeah it's, yeah. it's a long list because yeah. they've been good so long, but. Obviously, it's just been so. It just every time you walk out of the stadium, we beat Kansas. It's just like man, the feel. And obviously, when it's not negative thirty degrees outside, right? And, it was a beautiful day. And like, uh, I'm just like, because like thinking about like the parking when they uh, obviously have to do that for side town. But just like when they did that, I'm like, man, it's gonna be suck if it's like negative twenty degrees outside. And it's we're a walking long out walk. Here. It's a long walk, but man, it's kind of obviously the Oklahoma State and Houston game was kind of hurt by the weather, but 
but we, yeah, still, walk- we still got a great game against Kansas. I don't think I've told you this, but I was walking with the football players on the way out to the car, and Bo Freeler was ahead of me. Um, Jeremiah Cooper was ahead of me. Kayla Bacon was ahead of me. Like they were at the game? They were at the game, yeah. yeah. So I was walking right behind them. And I heard somebody say Bo, and he so turned, his, turned his head enough that I could recognize him. And I thought it was Will McLaughlin walking next to me, but it, I found out later it wasn't. And I looked at him. I said, dude, if you're going to make the bowl games, you got to get better parking than this because they yeah. had to walk all the way back to the facility, the 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 football facilities where those guys parked. Yeah, I mean, that's and, where we parked too. So. Yeah, I mean, so I said, you got to get better. You got to get Campbell to get you better, better parking for these basketball games, and they kind of laughed yeah. at it. But Which, just think the, Campbell was there. Everybody was there, yeah. the, all the coaching staff, and so it was a fun day. And, man, Campbell, I can't even – like, I, I would love just, like, see a, a video shot of Campbell watching Purdy play yesterday or oh, the, that game yesterday. Like, oh, it's been so, like, gut-wrenching. It's like, okay. And, like, when the – there's a Lions fumble, and I couldn't tell who fumbled it. I was like, all right, it wasn't David. Was like, oh, <laughs> right, sick. yeah. It's like, I was just like, oh, crap. I don't want David to fumble and then Purdy to win off David's fumble, but it was Gibbs. But yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm sure he was watching like a dad would. We've got two kids on the opposite opposite sides of the team. I mean, opposite sides of the ball. I and mean, like seeing, like I don't know, like obviously Purdy's awesome scrambler and he's probably learned many times to like take care of the ball. But every time he runs with the ball like that, I'm just like, oh, just please don't get don't the every time. It. How many yes. times where he just gets poked? Yes, he's on the floor and it's like, ah, but. Man, it was so sweet to see him just like like a f- have more rushing yards than Lamar Jackson and the like the championship weekend. It's just so sweet. Was it Lamar ja- was it Lamar Jackson the one yesterday that pump faked way beyond the line of scrimmage? I don't know. I, Somebody I, did it yesterday. Really it was a it was a very game. Brock, maybe it was Mahomes. Very Brock thing to do. He was like five yards past the line of scrimmage and pump faked, and I saw a football coach pump or get on uh, Twitter and say that should be illegal. Because you're taking advantage of the kind of inst- like the fake slide thing, like in that one college game, remember that where yeah. the guy fake slide and ha- but yeah, I don't know. It's just, I thought that was kind of funny. But Purdy's been doing that for a long time since like yeah. his first game. Yeah, I think it was Mahomes that did it yesterday. Now that I think of it, but I thought it was funny that you should think it's Ill- should be illegal because it takes advantage of the defense's inst- instincts. So so that you can't fake left and go right down either. It's just like in this upcoming trip, we're like we have two Big Twelve quarterbacks, Mahomes and Purdy. And two Midwest, like, uh, like I don't know, obviously San Francisco's not Midwest, but, like, Kittle and Purdy, and it's just, like, so many Iowa connections. And and, well, and a lot of Chiefs fans in, yeah. in Iowa, too. I mean, so it's going to be it's gonna be a fun – it's going to be a hard – I'm going to be so nervous going <laughs> to it. just like, gosh, just – because, like, I a picture – I think Purdy is just going to freaking go for it. And just, oh, like, yeah. Because, like, how many – like, he's been in many big games where, like, he has had to do all the work – but now, like, he can just, like, I'm just, like, hand the ball to McCaffrey. Just, like, hand him the ball. Yeah, McCaffrey, how good you know, is how that How many guy? times I've said, like, it's like, Purdy makes good play. Okay, all right, give him a break. Just hand the ball to McCaffrey. And then he can, like, man, having a Hall of Fame running back and Hall of Fame left tackle and a Hall of Fame tight end. And Debo Samuel is freaking one of the Ayuk, best receivers Ayuk ever. is having an unreal year. That, I mean, that, uh, who was that? Well, you said that one can catch that 15. Jennings. Day. Jennings, my gosh. It's like. He has a lot of weapons, and it's just as long as he doesn't make it the one the one that makes a mistake, I think he can just get all their credit. And obviously, even if he wins the Super Bowl, I think there's probably going to still be people that don't give it up for him and say that it was the team and the system. But Yeah, I think there's people out there that are a lot like you and I and your brother. I mean, we're sitting there watching the game yesterday, and he says, I feel like I'm watching my big brother when he's watching, he's watching the game. And 
I think we're all to that point. It's the way I was when I was watching you play and your other, your brothers on in basketball and football is just saying, you know, I don't want you to make a mistake because I don't want you to feel bad. I mean, yeah. it's not embarrassing to me. I just know how, you know, how much you put, how much time you put in, how well, bad you feel. Well, when we did that, we didn't have Skip Bayless and like, right. It's a totally Steven different world. It's not, whole, on, it's not on national TV. Nobody's tweeting about you missing a shot. And 24 seven news cycle. And just, that's all they talk about for now in eternity. Cause if it pretty, like makes a couple more mistakes in the second half. Like today's like podcast is about how like everyone's just like saying they should just look for a new quarterback and Purdy's yeah. not the guy. And they're just waiting for that to happen. And man, he's Second year guy in the Super Bowl, like he's playing two like two championship games. The only playoff games lost was when he got hurt in. So like, what else can you say about the guy? Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's many San Francisco fans that are saying that. There's no. a lot of but there's a lot of non San Francisco fans that are there that like, are Brock Purdy haters. Purdy kneels it. First person to hug him is the head coach. Right. Yeah, and, that's right. And you look in this crowd. It, there's all thirteen jerseys, and no, the, the, but there's but it's just the fact that every one of his teammates has to defend him. I mean, they're and they're all doing that without even being asked anymore. I mean, I think it wouldn't be as huge thing if Purdy wasn't like on a rookie contract, making, right? Like if he was getting paid like for Holmes forty five million dollars a year, or yeah. Dak Prescott, I think, or obviously Lamar. I don't think it would sting as much because like Purdy hasn't got his paycheck yet, and yeah. If he can get this, like if he wins the Super Bowl, he's gonna get paid. He triples his he triples his income for the for the year, I believe. But like even if he does a couple of bad years, there's gonna be a team that pays him a bunch of money just based off the Super Bowl. Like Joe, right. Fla- Joe how, like how many dollars did Joe Flacco get based on that one Super Bowl? But yeah. obviously Purdy's not even like Joe, like Joe Flacco and Purdy are not even like in the same no. category because Purdy can the way he can extend plays is just you can't disagree with it it's right unbar- like he just does it every time and like without if he didn't have the legs he had yesterday they don't win yeah and but, they should they should have got a you know that one guy dropped his helmet down and not tried to try to peel brock's helmet off when he was on the ground yeah. too that was a i mean 15 yard penalty. yeah it should have been the, the yeah. seven points that, yeah but man they that would have been huge if that that would have been massive oh, yeah. that would have been such a huge time and also may if moody makes that first field goal too that, yeah that, that was very deflating yeah and he's a he's from michigan and he's yeah detroit the yeah Lions that fan. was making me a little nervous yeah I mean, but yeah well i mean so getting back to basketball i mean i think you know we're sitting at 16 and four five and two in the conference one game behind texas tech right now you know there's a lot of people out there saying the winner of the conference is going to have five five losses possibly and we um, play at Baylor on Saturday. At Baylor Saturday, and which then, we've won three straight games at Baylor against Scott Drew, which yeah. I, it'd be pretty impressive if we can get four straight ones. But obviously, it's our first. Uh, it's the first time in the new arena we're playing them, and um, and we get that horrible angle we have to watch yeah. the game. And the la- like we said last time, this is the last we play Texas after that, and it's the last time we have to, we have to ever deal with that damn Longhorn Longhorn Network. Which, how many times have we done that? It's been like every time we're like, we honestly in our brains are just like, it's got to be simpler than this. Every time we play that game, happens like, no, it's stupid. We have to go through a whole, we have to get Sling TV or something. <laughs> canceled random, the next day. Yeah, like Forget some to free trial. But I'm just glad that's over because, yep. and uh, man, their coach and Tyrese Hunter and all that. I just kind of wish that was in Hilton one more time. Yeah. But kind of, it's kind of nice that it's not, but because that would have been a whole another fiasco because like, Tyrese Hunter is like that is just a complete afterthought. It's like we have yeah, Tyrese like, is, yeah, we give me need... Lipsy and Gilbert all day. You're right. Like Gilbert is what we wanted Tyrese Hunter to be. Like, right. Because like man, that Europe step he did, I'm just like 
I thought he was getting. I thought he did got hurt or something. I was like yeah. that was not a natural move. But man, he freaking the ba- balance that it takes to go full speed, drop on one foot and make a layup. And yeah, and he vi- violated probably almost every coach in the world's rule out there. He didn't give it up to yeah, Curtis coming on the side. Rafter is yelling that just yeah, give it up. Yeah, I mean it's and when you know I worked at Roy Williams camp one summer. When I was a young coach, and you know, he 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 taught the kids, you know, before you get to the free throw line, to yo-yo it back and forth because it makes the defense move. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're playing on a on a two on one, if you make one pass, that defender has to make a decision. Um, how many and, times does some player just bounce past it? Ruins the whole thing. Yeah. And well, I mean, if he makes one pass, Curtis probably either does exactly what Keyshawn does, or or Keyshawn ends up with a layup too. I just want one time, just off the glass to Ward. Just one off oh, the glass. Yeah, right. That'd be so cool. Yeah, it would. If it doesn't go in, then TJ takes them all out. And <laughs> well, just the stand. You know, the standings are. I, I texted this to you today. Oklahoma was picked last in the conference, and they're they're sitting at three and four right now. Yeah, they're they're good. Still, they're they've they almost have dropped out of the top twenty five already, but they're already down to fourth from the bottom of the conference. Obviously, we're only seven games in, but honestly, West Virginia beating Kansas. One of the most crazy upsets because did you do you remember the West Virginia offseason? Like they, yeah, they, they got big transfers and yeah. then Huggins had his whatever deal. Yeah, and then all those transfers left because they got a waiver. Because if you're but don't they have three guys that they all of a sudden that there was an eligibility question now they're eligible though? I'm not sure. I haven't really. Yeah, I think th- that's the truth because self referred to that saying if they would have had them all season they'd be a bubble team right now. Yeah, because West Virginia they've had a great basketball program like last decade or so, but. Yeah, West Virginia's seven and five, and they're two and five in the conference, with one of them being against Kansas. Yeah. Right? Like Kansas being like this is the worst start in Kansas or Bill Self era and the or the Big Twelve. I think that really is great for us because if we can just defend Hilton and steal some on the road. If we win at Baylor, that'll be a huge win. Yeah. I'm yeah. not expecting it by any means, but if we can get a similar game of Trey King and Curtis Jones and Gilbert again, I think we have a great chance. Well, Baylor, Baylor's on a three-game losing streak right now. I mean, they lost at Kansas State, lost to Texas, and lost to TCU. And then they, now they have to play at UCF, which hasn't been an easy place to play this year which before they I, play us. And which is crazy to me because, like, for some reason, I always just thought UCF and, like, Cincinnati were kind of like – at least those teams are going to be, like, probably struggling coming to the Big 12. But, Make, yeah, making the adjustment. UCF, yeah. beating Kansas, like, that is huge. And, like yeah. – then they went to Texas and won there. Yeah, <laughs> they were chewing the horns down <laughs> and all that. Jazz. And then they got what? What was it happened last week? The BYU student section. Yeah, the horns down. Had horn, and they made them take them yeah. off. And then like the coach was like defending that decision. Just like, gosh, good how Lord. soft are we getting? It's like, <laughs> like that is just ridiculous. It's horns it's a, down. It's a hand symbol that means nothing. Yeah, it doesn't mean it doesn't even you can't even. Stretch it into some political statement no. or some nothing civil right. I mean, it's just it's just it's just it's just they a cow putting <laughs> it's like the their mascot turned upside down. That's all it means. Yeah, there's nothing even there's nothing sexual about it. There's nothing dirty nope. about it. It's just we don't like you. And like I think the Cl- big- what they say clones down. Are we gonna get defend? Yeah. Are we gonna get defensive? I mean, but yeah, like, like there's many uh. People in our conference that have hand signals, but we don't. Mess yeah, with thank them. God it's we just, don't. I, I'm, like, I'm sorry. I might sound old as hell here. 
I'm really glad we don't have one of those stupid hand signals. Like whatever the freaking TCU does, yeah, like this looks like they're you know they're they get they just had a stroke or whatever. And like, it's like so Oklahoma State is different than Texas Tech. Yeah, the just, two guns thing. You know how is that not offensive? Yeah, no. you're, you're pointing guns up in the air. Oh, yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, it, I'm just I'm just thankful we don't have some goofy cyclone signal that we're doing with our hands. I mean, but it was the the biggest thing was when the. Big 12 came out there randomly that one year and changed the rules that if you did it on the touchdown celebration, that it's an automatic flag. Right. Which, if they so ever did dumb. that, yeah, it's right. Like, who cares? Yeah. Maybe Texas should just be as good as you were this year the whole time. We wouldn't have been a problem. Or just ignore it. I mean, people keep doing it because you talk about it all the time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's if you just true. ignored it, it would go probably go away. And like the Texas coach, like, berating the people in the line and then like have the Kansas state guy do the same thing to like us in the yeah. line. It's like, what do we like? It's a, but you it's know, a but bro- te- it's a cardinal rule of coaching. It's like, you can talk about that later. You don't break me or after win. Yeah. On you know, the road, the, the other team. Yeah. yeah it's it's just like, was, I've talked doing? to a lot of people about that, but you know, but Texas does that constantly you watch a game at Texas. Everybody's doing the, the cow's horns thing up. And then, you know, we've got cousins that are big Texas fans. Yeah. Shout out to Nathaniel in Texas, yep. by the way. Shit, we're going to give you a shout out. Yep. He listens to us in San Antonio. Um, big Texas fan. But they're standing in Jack Trice and doing the horns up when they're going to kick off or get a drink of water or whatever. And, they, you know, we don't really think it's that big a deal, and, but it's a big deal to them. So, obviously, if you don't like them, you're going to do the opposite. And, like, obviously, this is... Completely up. Well, like when we were me and uh, Tool and Bryce Bradley were at the, the Texas game, and like they do that, I'm just like, and I just like told Bryce Bradley in the zero, just like that kind of this kind of like looks like the Hail Hitler thing. Oh boy, take it easy. <laughs> you know when they're going around, everyone's doing it. I'm just like, it's kind of like weird. If you just it's open kinda, your hand up. Yeah, it's just know. like very. It's just kind of squirrely, but. Anyways, it's obviously That's different a cultures bit of a and, stretch, but there well, is. Like, I mean, it, I, I think, remember. I remember when you know in the '80s, heavy metal was you know. There's a lot of satanic rock things like Ozzy Osbourne and Motley Crue. And but how many other places you've, you've been in a stadium with? There's a hundred thousand people putting their hand up. Yeah, all right. in the same thing. Oh, yeah, this yeah, pretty yeah, weird. Yeah, but there's a signal that's different than horns down. That if you look it up, it's supposed to be a sign of the devil. Oh, well, that what that Ozzy Osbourne fans used to do. So I mean, there's yeah. a lot of reasons that you Ozzy Osbourne who he had a bat in Iowa or whatever. Yes, right? he did. And that was I was in high school when that happened. They had to get rabies shots in his stomach for it. Time. Have you seen him lately? Whew. He is him and him and Vince Neil from Motley Crue have, are struggling. I guess you could yeah. say. But anyway, there's a great. This is totally off the subject, but there's a great clip flowing on Instagram of the lead singer of Motley Crue singing recently of one of their songs, and none of the words are discernible. It's like he's just making up words and to the rhythm of the song. I mean, it's it's pretty. There's a lot of people out there have seen it. it's pretty funny. But well, I just think as a Obviously, you can't just talk about rock music, but it's like their lifestyle, they're probably drugs, alcohol, oh. and like the lot, like their hearing probably is gone. Tommy Lee from Motley Crue, I heard him interviewed on somebody's podcast, and he said, you know, he would, at his peak of his alcoholism, he would mix a drink and put it by his bed. So when he woke up in the morning, he didn't have to go to the refrigerator mix it, to make a drink in the morning. Wow. Said he was drinking two handles of vodka a day and when they when they would run out of mixers or something, he said on the road they were injecting Jack Daniels into their veins directly. It's a different. I mean, time. that is a different level of abuse. I mean, 
And he, so then he went to some, he went and got a doctor and scanned, did like a full body scan to see, you know, how much damage he's done. And his doctor said, you're good. And he said, how is that possible? I mean, yeah, that's I, an, that's an, some genetics yeah, anyway. people have are just insane. Yeah. It's like people smoke till they're 98 and just like, whatever. Yeah. It's just, yeah, just the roll the dice. I guess we've turned this into the 80s rock podcast. Yeah. But, but, yeah I don't know. That's, I, mean, I don't know who Texas, I guess I could look and see who Texas Tech's got this week. I mean, the, See if they're going to get that second loss to make that log jam but with the top. Just as for like the NIL and all that jazz, like when teams come in, like I'm like not as familiar with them at all. Like when right. the game's going on, then I like learn like, oh, McClure's still there. The F. Harrison guy, like Harris, obviously the Dick, Dickerson guy was huge from off season. Yeah. And, and like apparently he could come back for one more year because of the COVID year, but. I had, like, I he's not going to play in the NBA. No, I know I that. I mean, I'm sorry. He's, he's not. not. He's if he if he was at the level of Embiid or any of the other big men that Kansas is is drug into that place, he would be playing in the NBA. I don't think he's got a prayer. He's no. like he's like a who's the who's uh, he's a he's a bad version of Luca Garza. Yeah, that's a pretty good comparison. And Luca, and Luca Garza hasn't spent. A, he's in the D League still, but he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he's he hasn't you know found a found a home in the but yeah. NBA yet? Does he mess out on like the NIL stuff, man? Oh, no, baby, made a yeah. Bunch of money, man. he would have. Anyways, but yeah, it's that this weekend has just been like all time weekend. I can't like obviously if Purdy wins the Super Bowl, probably come back and say, oh man, it's been an all time weekend again. But man, what a freaking weekend! It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Now we got a week off. I mean, it's such it's kind of deflating to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but with you. we can live off the high of Purdy and like the. The Kansas game yeah. for a while because man, that's having a CBS rewatch on like so great. Because, yeah. like, how many times like we watched that CBS Tinsley game to the point oh. where it almost didn't work anymore? Yeah, the the I recorded the Tinsley, the Tinsley Heinrich, the Kansas game when you were little and you and your brother wore the VCH VHS tape out, it it got blurry because you guys had rewatched this so many times. Yeah, which, and the speaking of that, you posted on Twitter. Because if you're not following Je- Thomas on Twitter with Sound of the Sirens, you need to because he puts on some great highlights. That highlight you posted this week of Tinsley going around his back twice and passing at Jake Sullivan in the corner for a three, if you go back and rewatch the broadcast, I'm 99% sure they never replayed that. No. It went to commercial, and they never came back and replayed that played that play. I don't. I didn't see it on ESPN uh, highlights or anything. It is, it is a phenomenal play. And Kevin Harlan on the call. It's oh, just yeah. Insane. Kevin like, Harlan and who was the? I can't remember that. Was it Jay Billis? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Jay Billis. Yeah. Nope, but. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, you're right. The only okay. So we're talking about the broadcast. Second half. TJ, somebody takes a timeout at the 17 minute mark. Yeah, they say media timeout. They say media timeout on the intercom. So now it's two and a half minutes or whatever until we play again. 16 minutes. We get the under 16 timeout. Another one. There's another one at 12. There's another one at eight. No, there's another one at four. I mean, why would you have to sub? I know. That's, that's, what keeping, I was that's keeping Kansas in the game. That's what I was saying. Like Jake Sullivan said this on like a yeah. his radio show a long time ago. It's like why would like the the conditioning, especially with our practices, like obviously we've like have a subbing system and yeah. TJ is doing that and it's been working, but we like Ward there's like Ward should play a lot more minutes. Like he shouldn't be like I don't know, obviously he runs around and is very active, but like the just based on like the waiting time, they should have way time. Like like Lipsy should never like. Obviously, that's why Monte played so many minutes because because he could because he yeah. could rest and rest up. But we just have more depth and more great players for like Jackson didn't even play on Saturday, no. which I think he could have. 
Yeah. And but I think he will. Like he'll be a factor. We're gonna have to have him. I mean, we're gonna because somebody, one of our guards, is gonna get foul trouble, roll an ankle or whatever, and we're gonna have to have him. And I think he'll be fine. I mean, I think he's 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 still adjusting to. He's he's tough tough as hell. He's shooting forty percent from three right now, Um, and he's you know hasn't played in a lot of big time games. But I don't think it's the game is too fast for him. I mean, he just has he he's just gonna need some get acclimated to it a little bit and. I don't know, and then I, you know, in Omaha, you know, gave us a couple good minutes against TCU and looked all right at it. He just does a goofy thing with his shot that I can't figure out. Nobody's fixed. I mean, when he shoots a free throw, he nods his head, so he's got his eyes directly on the rim, and as he's releasing it, he drops his chin. He does that on his three point shot too. I was watching him warm up, and it's just a mechanical thing that I can't believe nobody's got him to hold his head still. Yeah. I mean, he he, just, he drops his chin just a, as as he's shooting it. And I've never seen a good shooter do that ever. Fred would have fixed that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think patience with him is going to be great because he has athleticism. Oh, baby. He'll, yeah. he'll have more minutes next year for sure. Oh, no doubt. Robert Jones, Trey King, and Ward will be gone. So Yeah, we we'll, just need to, you know, people, I you need to listen to Brent Bloom and, and uh, pump up some money into that NIL thing because, like it or not, the NIL thing is what we're dealing with right now, and we are going to have to go out and find some big guys next year. And so when you're donating to the to the We Will uh, Collective, you're going to basically be saying, you know, I'm helping replace um, Robert Jones and and uh, Hassan because we've got to go out and find somebody like that next year. And if we can get another, if Milan or someone's a, and then another NBA All-Star, like with Tyrus Halburn, the, t- the amount of money Tyrus Halburn is going to make from now until he's done, holy crap. All-star, all-star starter. Yeah, which, like, the, the guy on a franchise yeah. like, and the – TV contracts are just going to keep on getting more money and more money. So, like, having just based on his, like, having his tax write-offs going to We Will and stuff, that's going to be great. And I think, you know, he's going to Brock Purdy is going to be just like that, and he's going to get a $40 million contract, if, especially if he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, we got to keep him healthy. I know. He's still got two years left in his deal. Which is insane. Like, he played all of Iowa State relatively healthy, played every snap, which I don't think we talk about enough. Like, right. before him, we had how many times were – Every, it was just like a Ferris wheel. Every time we we get a new, revolving door, revolving door, like yeah. Narnad, Jerome Tiller, Sam B. Richardson, Grant Rohach, Jerome Burnett. Tiller, Steel Jans, like over, like so many people would get dinged up, and I think the, a huge part of that when he came here was he had wheels. He could run away from yeah. not having great offense line. Those past quarterbacks, that wasn't the case, and I think he. Having a not so good offense line, I think, has helped him so much. Because he's he had throws. to do it. Because he yeah. can improvise, and obviously, th- every time he throws across the body, across the field, and they he usually like su- it succeeds. But every time, there's like you cannot do that. It's a they said that about Seneca Wallace every too. time. But like it's in the, the NFL, thing. there's like but it's like every time Mahomes does that. Like obviously, they have cannons. But man, just seeing. Purdy in the freaking Super Bowl is going to be so. If awesome. you, so if you're going to s- extrapolate that Purdy is scrambling good because he ran for his life so much against Iowa State, you could probably say the same thing about David Montgomery. Yeah. How many times did David Montgomery get hit in the backfield and ended up getting three or four yards out of it? And now sometimes he's not getting hit till he hits four yards. I mean, which, so which I think the Lions, if they can just keep the same team, they're going to be yeah. freaking good next. And year I, too. I mean, I feel for a fan base that's you know. 
been through a big drought like that, you know, everybody's kind of crucifying their coach for, you know, not kicking the field goal. Don't necessarily disagree with them. Like Sam Morell, comedian we like, put on Twitter because their coach is a guy that if he gets 18 in blackjack, he's yelling, hit me. I mean, yeah. it's, kind of the way, it's kind of the way he is. But it, it was the formula that got him there. So, I mean, why would you change if you got there going on fourth down pretty much all year? So And just having seeing him because on the Bears, it was very hard. Because, like, we knew yeah. David was way better than that. Because, yeah. his, But his offensive line was so bad on the Bears, and it's just a different level in the NFL getting knocked around on the – Versus Iowa State. And like, I was worried that he's going to go to the Lions. It's going to be the same thing. It was just going to no. be the Bears 2.0. And thank God it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, and they have like, they have a tight end that's from Iowa too. And, yeah. Laporta. It's very Jack, awesome. And like, and Jack Campbell. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about Purdy yesterday. I was like, maybe in Purdy's mind, it's like, okay, I've seen, looking in the eyes of Jack Campbell, obviously during the, uh, uh, last time, uh, game day was here and yeah. he threw, like, had a bad day. And I was like, I don't think he's like that's gonna happen twice in a row when Campbell's the linebacker and it's like. Did you see Kittle pancake? Uh, Hutchinson, or Hutchinson? The, yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah, Kittle, that was awesome. Yeah, Kittle, and, Kittle's hilarious. Yeah, he's gonna be if if they win the Super Bowl, him, him and Purdy come back in the like a Iowa tour and yeah, like yeah, I just that's what I want. I want Purdy coming back on the home Iowa State basketball game and bringing the Super Bowl, bringing bring that, Kittle with him, and that would be so sweet. That would be funny. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's that's what I want. Not not ex- throwing the expectation too high, but that's that's what I want. Yeah. And uh, I think Purdy can do it. And obviously Mahomes and that, like Mahomes is already like a Hall of Fame quarterback and freaking good. And they, but why not be the best? You know? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna I mean it's gonna take a monster monstrous effort. The defense, the Forty ers defense has got to play better in the first half against the Chiefs than they did. They can't just they just got absolutely torched in the first half. And I think you know they obviously are going to adjust, and you know you're going you're going to see again. There's a lot of tape on all of the Kansas City guys because Kelsey and Mahomes and all those guys, Pacheco and those guys have been around for a while, and you know what you're going to expect. But Andy Reid is pretty darn good at scheming yep. games and giving him two weeks to get ready. Is and Shanahan is too, though. I mean, Shanahan's a fantastic coach too. It's just going to be fun. Vegas is going to be a mess. Yep. And, yes, it is. I mean, <laughs> I think. To get in the door, it was sixty five hundred bucks last time I checked. Yeah, sixty five hundred dollars just to get in the door for that game. Yeah, I was telling Louis, like, there's if we not just, many guys doing what I do for a living that are going. Because Louis is a big 49er fan, shout out Louis Courier, and I was just like, man, how could we do? I was like, all right, if I sold my car, <laughs> <laughs> we went to get, we went there, just gamble a little bit, and just like see what happens. It took two months of every dollar that I made. I could go to that one game, but like that's three, not going to get that's not going to get you there like or three, get you a hotel either. Well, I stay with Mike. Yeah. yeah. But like yeah, three we have three hours. That's just like you're paying sixty five hundred bucks for three hours of like you might just have the worst day possible. And probably or, if you want to if you want a beer, you're probably dropping yeah. fifteen dollars for a beer. But, I mean, yeah, but like the thing is, you go there and like the forty hours have zero points, and it's just like why? Yeah. <laughs> guarantee, and they don't want me there because I guarantee it'll we it would not turn out good if I went. So. Yeah, that's that's for damn sure. <laughs> Anywhere go west. The last time we went west was the Hampton game. Is that right? Yep. Probably. Yeah. I know we talked about going to the Denver game when they were when Monte was playing in Denver, but yeah, it was yeah, yep. a long time ago. Well, yeah. we got we got we got a whole week off. It's almost like a bye week without. Yep. We just have to watch the other teams and see what happens and get ready for um, Baylor Saturday, Texas at Texas or at Texas the following week, and then TCU at home. So yep. snatch up those tickets and fill up Hilton. It would, how much fun would it be if we can get both of those games mm-hmm. at Texas and at Baylor? Yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah, I mean, so we're staring at it. If we could pull it pull it off, we're staring at a league championship 
down the throat. I mean, that's really early. We got a I lot of games want, left. I don't want to like Bill Raftery obviously put that on TJ. Like, oh, you guys, like, you think you, like, who do you think is going to win the championship? You don't know, answer that question. And the fans went crazy after that. And she's like, I don't know. It just kind of feels like a year like we could do it because yeah. like. Well, we we're gonna lay an egg somewhere. We did it every year. We're gonna I have mean, a we're gonna have a weird skid, but I don't know. We have a lot more depth and a lot more guards. Where like if it was, it's not all on Lipsy. No, no, it's not all on Gilbert. It's not, it's not all, all on, on Milan. Jones. It's not all on our freshman Milan either. Like I Milan's mean, like could have way more pressure on him, but like Milan's got to figure out how to get open. I mean, yeah. every you know when you're a three point shooter, you know it is. I mean, you got face guarded in just about every game in your senior year. Um, you know. You've got to figure out a way to get open, and he's getting open by accident sometimes right now. Mm-hmm. Because and what what got him open Saturday is the other guys were making threes. I mean, when you're the only three point threat, nobody else they don't worry about anybody else. But if Curtis is a threat, Trey's obviously a threat now, and Keyshawn's a threat, it makes it it's going to make life because if you're you're doing a pick and pop or whatever, I mean they're not they're probably going to try to do a little more big small switch on, on Milan and bring Hassan out and set a screen for. Milan because they're not going to want to switch a guard on to, to uh, Hassan and roll him down to the paint. So I don't mm-hmm. know. It should be fun. I mean, I'm you know I, if we would have asked before the season started, I mean, would you take being sixteen and four at this point in the season? I think we'd all take it. Yeah, I mean, and ranked twelfth and yeah. jumped a big yeah jumped beating a lot Houston to, and Kansas and yeah winning out of TCU with no Lipsy. Yeah, I would take it. Yeah, so. we just got to stay healthy. Yep. So yeah. Appreciate well, yeah. Like we said after the last podcast, uh, if you've got friends that you know are podcast people, tell them to give us a chance. Uh, um, we're still keeping this commercial free, um, one way or the other. Um, go to soundthesirens.com. If you you need a gold shirt, we still have gold shirts, don't we? I think so. Yeah. Um, gold. We've got gold shirts for the gold out, or whatever the hell they're calling it. Um, yeah, the gold TCU rules. Game. Gold rules. Yeah, we've yes. got gold T-shirts at at uh, soundthesirens.com. We've got some um, white crewnecks that. Uh, um, that we got a bunch of those too, and the, the black one like I'm wearing right now. So, um, if you want to help support Thomas's effort here, go to soundthesirens.com and we'll ship it out to you right away that day. All right. Sounds good. Go Cyclones. Right. Go Cyclones.